welcome to The Bolt, the official podcast of Trinity Basin Preparatory, a charter school in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where we share interesting stories and strategies from across our district. I'm Connor Rogers. With me as always, over Zoom and not Microsoft Teams, is my co-host, Mr. Trey. Hey, Connor, how are you, sir? I'm swell. And yourself? Swell. I feel like I'm swelling from... (laughs) Are you swell as well? And, and swell as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing well. Okay. Good, good. I have down here my notes, and I don't, I don't know how this ended up in my notes, but that I have to ask you about ferrets. <laughs> uh, you don't have to, but we can talk about ferrets. How do you yeah. feel about ferrets? I, neutral? I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just wrote down, ask Trey about ferrets. There's yeah, a story there or how something? This, there is, but I don't remember how this came up. It, I don't know that it's a great story, but I am, I am very, uh, I have my feelings about ferrets. I don't, I don't like ferrets, but it's really just one ferret gave the rest of the ferrets a bad name, so to speak. Oh. Um, oh, let me start from the top. So... Um, no, I, uh, this is years ago. This is probably like 15 years ago. Um, I think my girlfriend at the time, her brother, like just recently acquired a ferret and we had to watch it or ferret sit for a little bit. I don't know the circumstance, but I remember it didn't have a name. So we called it ferrets Bueller, which once that was done. Yeah. <laughs> once, once I came up with the name, I was like, okay, that's, that's the extent of our relationship. I don't need to, they're just weird. They're, they're like half snake, half weasel. They're too wiry. I don't like them. I was just, they put me off. Um, okay. And that was just on site. But then he started like stealing stuff off the coffee table. He'd like a key would go missing or the Wait, remote. He, he, would, he would not stay in a terrarium or a cage. Like he was, no, out he was and a loose about. ferret. Yeah, he was a loose ferret. That, well, that's your problem right there. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he <laughs> so was, he's he was like a loose stealing ferret. stuff and he was stealing stuff. And it was cute. Like he, I, I think he was, he was tame. He wasn't like wild or anything. Like she would hold him and like a baby and everything. It was cute. But then stuff would just go missing the remote and, and it was all under the couch. It was a klepto ferret. It would just take stuff um, and hide it. And I'd be like, where is the, <sighs> I mean, climb under the couch. And, and sure enough, it had this little treasure trove of all of our stuff. Okay. Um, it was infuriating, infuriating. I don't know. So when you, when you would find out that your stuff was missing and then you would like call out, would you go Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. Okay. I used that Bueller meme of uh, Ben Stein in a Slack thread today uh, to, to my technicians. And I was like, I don't know if anyone gets this. This might be just for me, but uh, not get the reference. And, yeah. They're all young and cool and everything. And But you were talking about, you and I were talking about this, like there's certain movies that even though Transcend. you may not have seen them or been around when they were released in theaters, you've sure. seen them secondhand because of a meme or because of a spoof or a parody in another show or something. Right. We were talking about The Fugitive. Yeah, right? which no one apparently in the <laughs> IT department at our school has seen, which I find that just baffles the mind. But, you know what? I don't care. Well played. That's from the movie, what, right? I see yeah. what you did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Tommy Lee there Jones actually um, added that line the day of shooting. Famously oh. improvised it. Yeah. Um, Good to know. Okay. So this is another unrelated topic. And then I promise we will get to the, the content of our episode. But sure. um, because you're in technology, I have this concern. So you know how, like, if you're logging into something and the computer is like, are you real human or are you a computer? And it will ask you to either identify graffiti, like type the letters, um, or like right. there's a nine or three by three nine cell grid. And it'll be like, which ones are the street signs? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I'm growing concerned that that's not a good enough test because from what I see, like computers are pretty good about like yeah. facial recognition and like sure. picking out a square in a bunch of other squares. So I just am yeah. concerned that 
I think the computer is going to be able to beat that test pretty soon. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, two things. So I heard, I don't know if this is actually true, if this is like a myth, but I heard that that was a way that, um, Manolo, you might be able to, uh, to back me up on this. Um, that like smart cars or like cars that, you know, sense things now are, that's how it, we're like helping them learn we're what a street them. sign and yeah. what a crosswalk is and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but also, I don't know if it's John Mulaney or somebody, somebody has a great bit about like a robot is literally asking me to prove that I'm not a robot. Like what's, <laughs> what's going on here? You're the computer and I have to prove to my, I don't know. It's very, right. it's backwards. Um, no, and, and that's a th- there's a, this game um, I was showing showing the kids um, when I was covering them during lunch, and they have their computers, this game called Google Draw. Um, mm. And so you, it will say, like, draw a toothbrush, and then you, you'll start drawing it, and Google will try to guess what you're drawing. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> But what's funny is, like, it, what it's actually doing is, like, getting, like, 20,000 different drawings of toothbrush, and, like, it's learning what <laughs> toothbrush is. So, like, we are aiding and abetting yes. our own destruction when Skynet becomes self-aware. Uh-huh. So. Dave, I found your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey yeah. for those. Um, okay. So let's get into um, the content and our very special guest for today. Um, sure. So Trey is always um, wanting to be best friends with me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, well, our guest is someone who I have always wanted to be best friends with. So I'm just really hoping... <laughs> that we can become best friends um, with her. She's very, very nice person, very pleasant to be around. Um, For sure. And, and now, this school year, of course, we're very busy. That's why we haven't been able to put out as many episodes. Right. Um, but this woman is legitimately busy because she just opened up a brand new campus this year in 2020. And... What a year to open up a new school. You know, talk about a challenge. Um, so yeah. we're, we're really excited about our Mesquite campus. They got pre-K through third grade as well as a sixth grade in there. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, our guest is the principal of the Mesquite campus, Kyla Jaramillo. Hey, hey Kyla. Jaramillo. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good. Yeah, Manola has the has her sound. Okay, okay. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your what I can only imagine is insanely busy schedule <laughs> to record with us. Yeah, it's an honor. <laughs> uh, well, we just want to, you know, we wanted to kind of feature the Mesquite campus, and um, so I want to do like a couple questions just to be like silly and goofy and worry about like Trey and I and you three of us talking over each other. So does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, Megan Trainer or Taylor Swift? Um, Taylor Swift, for sure. I had Answer. a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. No hesitation. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like old school Taylor Swift, like um, You Belong With Me, Love Story Taylor Swift, or like the new... Folklore? All of it. Okay. All of it. Okay. Um, you're at the grocery store um, in the parking lot. You put the shopping cart carts back, or do you just like leave them wherever? I always put the shopping carts back um, because one time I got called out on not putting it back. And so I learned my lesson. It was a super sweet elderly lady. I was probably in my like early 20s and I've never forgotten that moment. And so now I always think of that older lady and I always put the shopping cart back. Wow. Wow. I've asked that question. I've never gotten that response. That's quite the story. And I know. <laughs> old lady shaming you into <laughs> putting your cart back. <laughs> I'm not um, mad. I'm just disappointed, ma'am. That uh, pretty much. <laughs> that old... 
Okay. All right. So we're going to get right into the interview. Um, so Mesquite Campus in, opening in 2020, I'm sure that must have been an insane ride and probably still is. Um, yep. So, but what's been, instead of talking about the negatives, what's been the most pleasant surprise or something that you're like, hey, you know what? That wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think it's overall, I couldn't have asked for like a better staff and a better start. I think when I first found out that I was coming to Mesquite, I talked to a lot of principals that had launched schools. And the thing I always heard was the building's not going to open on time. And I was just amazed at like how everyone just came together, technology on this call, um, maintenance across the district, operations. Everyone just really came together and rallied around. And we were ready on day one for the kids and had mostly everything we needed. And so I think that was just awesome. And I think just for me, this is my first time in a pre-K-8 campus. And while we don't have seventh or eighth yet, I think I'm just really enjoying having the grade span. I think having the pre-K-3 um, and then having the sixth graders has just been a lot of fun. And I know the staff's really enjoying that as well. That's awesome. Yes, it was It was quite the undertaking. I know there were several days when felt like the entire technology team was out there dealing, and then there was yes. other contractors and teachers trying to get into their rooms. And it's, yes. it's not a small school. So getting lost and finding yeah. your way and realizing you forgot something at the other end of the school. And, oh, I got to go all the way back over there. But yeah, it was, uh, it was no, a lot we couldn't have done it without you. We probably owe you all lunch. Um, we really couldn't have done it without everyone. It's truly a team effort and we're just, everyone on our campus is super thankful for everyone in the district and all the support we've had in making this campus a reality. And our building is beautiful. It really is. Yeah, really, I mean, really our spaces are amazing, and it's just so great that we have this amazing space for the kids. Connor, have you made it out there yet? No, that's pretty far away from me, um, but I, <laughs> I intend to, at some point, make it out there. Originally, we, we were, we were going to do like a bit where like Trey and I go in the car, and we drive, and we're like recording while we're driving, um, but ain't nobody got time for that. Social but, distancing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we can't both be in the same car, so it's not as fun. Um, okay, so that's that's what's going well, and there are pleasant surprises. What is like still like a uh, major headache for for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I would think our headache is the same headache that you know everyone has. I think we're in um, a pretty crazy school year with COVID, and it's not an ideal school year for anyone. And I think we're all just working really hard and coming together and making the best of the situation and really learning and growing and stretching ourselves. <laughs> well, like you said, you've got a, a really, really good team there. Um, and they all, they all seem to handle all of the changes very well. Friendly, really friendly staff there as well. So congratulations. Yes, they're amazing. I could not have asked for a better staff. That was what I actually was my next question. It was tell us about your staff because I know there are some people who transferred from like Ewing or maybe another TBP school and maybe some new people. So what what is your staff like and, and how do you guys just build community? Yeah, so we have a really, I guess, balanced staff. We have um, some brand new teachers. We have a few teachers that came over from Ewing. We have some staff members from 10th and Ledbetter. And so it's been really helpful having people from TBP at the campus that know some of our TBP procedures and expectations that have really been super helpful. I think overall, like a common theme across my staff is everyone is super passionate and driven and goal oriented and just really 
positive. And I've just been so honestly inspired on a daily basis by my staff and how they've handled this year and everything being new with just so much like positivity and grace and energy. And they would just do anything for our kids. They're just so committed. And so I think as far as like building community, I think, um, you know, we're trying to do the best we can um, in these times. We were super intentional in the spring and summer of having like Zoom hangouts to kind of get to know the staff before we kind of came onto the campus. And so for the staff members that were able to come to that, that's been like super helpful. And when we got onto campus, having some like familiar, friendly faces. So it was like one way. We have um, some staff members that have like taken initiative and started a spirit squad where they're planning fun sort of like culture and builders morale boosters for the staff. We um, have our house system. We started that with our staff. And so we have some staff members that are coordinating house hangouts and we always love competition. So we're competing for house points. Do you want to say who's winning on here so you can challenge the other people? Um, my team, the green team, we actually, I was coming on a little late because I was actually at a green team hangout. So, of course, my team is the winning team. <laughs> I actually sense. was on the red team at Ewing, but I switched over to the green team um, for Mesquite. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I was uh, initiated into the green team at, at Pafford last year. So I don't know how the, what the exchange rate is, but go green team. <laughs> yeah, go green. Yeah. Um, well, I'm on Ryu undefeated champions from, from last year at Pafford. So, um, uh, so when you were talking about your staff and you said that they have this super positive attitude, um, it made me think of a movie that Mr. Trey has probably never seen. Um, Remember the Titans where he Come says, on. <laughs> well, well I wasn't sure uh, you hadn't seen the fugitive. So I wasn't sure if you saw remember the Titans. So, um, and one of the quotes in that movie is attitude reflects leadership captain. Um, so I attribute that to you and your successful leadership that they have that attitude because you lead them. So thank you for that. Thank you. I think I just have to give a shout out to my AP, Mr. Manalo, who is like the most like positive person ever. And I think like he, he just has been like such a contributing factor in that positivity. Yeah, he's he's great. I got to meet him um, the one day I was a sub at Ewing, um, and he was just like super, super duper helpful, solid, solid guy. Um, yes. So, like that. so that's your staff. Uh, what about the parents? What's what's parent involvement like, and and how do you stay in touch with parents? How do you keep up with them? Yeah, so our parents are are great. We I because um, I had some time in the spring. I contacted every single one of our families and did like sort of we did like zoom meetings um, where they could kind of touch base we had um, several like events throughout the spring and summer where parents could kind of come safely and like see the school as it was being built and so i think that helped in like forming some like initial relationships and that's something that like we're continuing to work on building those relationships with like parents and families. Our teachers have done an amazing job, like continuing to like connect with parents on like a weekly basis. We send out newsletters. We're doing like a coffee kind of thing on a monthly basis, Java with Miss J, um, where we're able, parents are able to come on and share concerns, ask questions, give us feedback on how things are going. I have some staff members that have like united together that are trying to get parents involved. They're creating a mesquite. Oh, I'm probably going to butcher this name. They, 
oh, Mesquite staff, parent staff organization. Um, and so they're getting ready to launch that to get parents involved um, virtually where they're able to really provide um, those ongoing ideas to our campus. Do you guys have a like a, a, a name for the the Mesquite campus, like your staff members? Like what I'm getting at, do you call yourself the Mosquitoes? Because if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> now we will. No, now no, is the time to start. That's their spinoff cereal is oh, Mosquitoes. <laughs> no. The Mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's great. No, I like I like Java with Ms. J. Funny. I got to, I got to. Um, and, and then we can have after Java with Ms. J, tea with mr trey (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure so that's cool um what about i always ask like teachers you know and we've done two episodes now where we get like some good teacher stories from across the district but um in the mesquite campus like any any really funny stories or or doesn't have to be funny but like a really heartwarming story or something that happened early on in school year yeah i think like in schools there's like heartwarming and funny stories like on a daily basis I think I've gotten recently this week and last week, a lot of like positive comments from families. Um, Last week I was talking to a parent and they were telling me that their child had been in three schools and they had never felt like that the teachers had like cared more and were more supportive than they were here. Um, As far as like a funny story. So we started the year, um, Mr. Manalo and I went into all the classrooms to kind of introduce ourselves to all the kids and do like a student code of conduct kind of meeting where we just talked about like rules and expectations and taught some of our school-wide procedures, school-wide attention getters. And I was in a kindergarten classroom and I was just kind of asking like, what do you think a like principal does? And like one girl just like confidently raises her hand and she's like, the principal is the person that you go to if you bite someone, but you don't want to bite anyone. So you don't have to go to the principal's office. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. I'm, Not I wrong. mean, I've never bitten anyone, but if I did, it, I would have ended up in the principal's <laughs> office. So yeah. um, that's really funny. The principal is the person you go to if you bite someone. <laughs> no. So, so we recently, um, we brought students back on campus and we're still in that kind of hybrid learning environment. Um, and I was there, I think the first day or at least the first couple of days um, when we started having students on campus again. And I think I heard this, but do we get any criers for the little ones? Yes, we had, we had a couple of criers. <laughs> not, not too many. I think the like being kind of seeing the teachers faces and like we had done like a school-wide like parade where they could kind of come up um the week before and so i think all of that sort of helped um but we did have a couple criers it was very short-lived the one i heard it was very Um, (laughs) short-lived yeah it's got to be new building people with masks on it's got to be a strange environment for anybody but let alone a a four-year-old so yes yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're for, I mean, just going to school away from your parents is a transition. And then if people are wearing masks and if you speak a different language at home, I mean, that's totally overwhelming. Well, I got another story as well. But so, okay, I'm going to, it's a question. There's a question, but there's like a preface to the story before the question. So you, Kyla, have a, a reputation for being very organized with, with lots of data binders. Is that correct? I don't know. I, I don't know where that where that comes from. <laughs> I don't think I have a single like data binder. But so I think that's that's just pretty funny. It like takes me back to my like college days where I was like on the Model UN team and like really had like massive like research binders. But 
I don't know where that comes from. Okay. So you, you were a little bit Leslie Nova. You were on the Model UN team in college, you, you know. Okay. So, well, I, so I bring that up for that reputation because, so this was um, August of 2018. So like two years ago, the ICs had to do this convocation skit and we had to do like, each person was going to be a principal and like do a little zing about a principal. And I remember it was a good script because as we were writing it and rehearsing it, Trey ends up in the back of the room where it's just like the ICs, but Trey was like working on some computer. And I had a line about like Ryan, her phone died because she was listening to too many murder podcasts. And Trey was like, ah! <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, all right, this is a good script. But then I didn't, I didn't know what to put for you. Like I didn't, I didn't know you. And I, so I was like, uh, the only thing I know is that she's super organized. Like, how do you make fun of that? Um, so, uh, so then I thought the safe play would be like, well, since you're having your baby, like we write her out of the script for maternity leave because I didn't want to offend you. But it turns out like the one thing I did to not offend you offended you. And you're like, yes. no, I need to, I need to be in yes. the skit, Connor. <laughs> so all of, all that is to say, um, what, what tips and tricks? Oh, we did end actually put you back in the skit where you came with the, with, with the, the data boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so what tips and tricks that's all lead into the question. What tips and tricks do you have for staying organized? Yeah. So I think I've like had different systems over the years. I think like, you know, as needs change, your your systems change. Right now, like I'm using a paper planner um, kind of in correlation with um, an app called Trello where you can kind of make um, boards. So I have like my personal board where I have like sort of daily lists and then we have like our admin team board and we color code that using sort of like Stephen Covey's like four quadrants, like the urgent, important, not important, urgent. Um, so we can kind of like prioritize our tasks that way. And so that's really like this year, like been my big thing is like using those like four squares, four quadrants to really um, help me prioritize tasks. And then I found with just how quickly things have been changing this year, going back to a paper planner where I'm like physically writing things um, every day has like helped tremendously. Right. My only, or are you going to say something, Mr. Trey, about Trello? Uh, there's no, I've, I've seen Trello. I've seen a lot of app integrations with Trello. So it's, it's a, it's a word that I've seen for years and I've never dived in, dove into it. So I'd like to uh, check that out if, if it works for you guys. But I was going to say, there's just something about writing it down. Like you can put it in a digital planner all you want. There's just something about putting pen to paper that just makes it stick. Yeah. I think Leslie was telling us at our principal meeting yesterday, something about how like when you write something down, there's like, you're like four more, four times more likely to actually like accomplish your goal. Right. Well, I think probably it's something to do with like the science of the brain, like forming, telling the hand to move the pen mm -hmm. cements it more into the long-term memory or something. I don't know. It's probably something there. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something about, Oh, the, the four quadrants thing. Here's, here's my beef with that. I like it except every time I'm at a meeting and we do the four quadrants thing. And it's usually like in a big group meeting with all the ICs and maybe the principals are there too. Nothing ever ends up in the not urgent, not important category because we're at a school and like everything is pretty important. <laughs> I actually, so I, I tried using this um, in my office, but then realized because it was in my office on, I think we've talked about this because it was in my office on my wall. I went home and it stayed at, in my office and then I wouldn't get stuff done that, you know, wasn't in my office. But I've also seen a way to reframe it is, is do um, delegate schedule and don't do. So the, the, oh, so you put, like some, you, 
Yeah. So you put something on there that you think is is urgent but not important, and that's something you delegate. So that that goes to somebody else because they need to do it right now and needs to get taken care of. Um, the schedule is something that's not urgent, but it is important, but we'll do it at a later date. And then eventually maybe you move something that's like, okay, that's just that doesn't need to need to be on the board at all. So I don't think you, I don't think you ever put anything on the board that's like, here's something we don't need to do. And you put it up there. I think stuff makes its way to the don't do after it kind of falls out of those first three. Did that help any? But why don't you just erase it? <laughs> like, why do you need a fourth <laughs> quadrant? Well, because once you clear the other three quadrants, you can go, okay, now I can do this stuff that I don't need to do. Right. <laughs> That's when you get to have fun with a don't do stuff. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, before I, we're going to kind of go a little bit silly here. Um, well, not silly, but a little bit serious. But did, was there anything, uh, Kyla, that you wanted to like tell us about Mesquite Campus or like, hey, you know, whatever? Yeah, I think um, we are just growing and I'm just so excited to see where we go as a campus. I'm just so like beyond thankful for the staff and the hard work they're putting in and their commitment and just the continued improvement and progress we're seeing each day. So it's just really exciting and I can't wait to see where we're at this time next year. Oh yeah, the growth will, I can't imagine how much you guys will grow. That's, that's gonna be incredible. For sure. Um, so this is my serious part and then a silly part after. So you're a parent um, and you're, you have a, you have a child who's about a few months older than mine. So I'm always like asking you for, for advice on parenting stuff. So um, how do you, how do you balance, you know, what is a very busy work life with family time? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. Um, I think, you know, we have like really made like weekends like sacred in our household. We like bought a state park pass and like find that like getting away and like out of like our house um, safely has been like just really helpful for us. Um, we like have made a personal commitment in our household. We understand that um, my husband's an educator as well. So um, we've just like made the commitment that we know that like work is going to have to come home with us, but we've made the commitment that like work only happens at home during nap time. That's kind of the rule. And so if it's not, if, if it extends beyond nap time, that's like a no that that family time is just sacred and precious. Um, and so that's just kind of sort of like what, what we've been doing. We have a family meeting every Sunday night where we kind of like prioritize our week, talk through the schedule and like set a family goal. We set like a goal for like our family. And then we set like a goal for like, um, ourselves to kind of keep that balance. It's a work in progress. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. What I mean, I mean, do? like, like setting those boundaries, like you said, like, like work happens when the child is sleeping. So we're, it's not distracting us from being present to the child. I think that's very admirable. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you do? I'll always take tips. Oh, I don't, I don't have it figured out. I mean, we're still making it work. Like it's, it's just tough because, um, like you get home from work and there's only, you know, short amount of time before it's, it's your daughter's bedtime. So you just got to enjoy those moments while you can. Um, I think what's really helped is like consistent routines. Like bedtime is like her routine is like she brushes her teeth, takes a bath, reads a story, goes to bed. Like, you know, like just having those consistent routines helps. Um, yeah. Both, both for the parent and the child. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, so, so my silly part of this, um, I'm going to start with Mr. Trey. So like Mr. Trey, how, how do you think I should clip a toddler's finger and toenails <laughs> <laughs> or have you ever you tried it yourself? 
I have not. Um, I, I was like just to? sitting there through that whole concept or through that whole conversation thinking, I don't really have anything contrib- to contribute because I don't have kids, but I am a big baby at some <laughs> point. So, um, uh, no, I don't, I don't have any idea. However, one of my best friends has, uh, he and his wife have a baby that just turned one a little couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago. And I remember six months or so ago, they were clipping his fingernails or something. I don't know, toenails. And they accidentally, or she, the, the mother accidentally hit skin and it like ruined her month. She, she like, the baby started crying a little bit. She's like, I've hurt you. Oh my gosh, my poor baby. And it just ruined her month. It's so it's a very fragile thing. Yeah. Yes. A delicate process. Yes. No. Um, it, I would rather like clip your fingernails and toenails. Than, <laughs> Good because, luck. Because even if you resisted me, like I could still, I like, I feel like I could strangle you into submission <laughs> more so than a toddler who's just like flailing. It's like, it's like an outboard motor, you know, it's just going like the water's <laughs> going everywhere. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Kyla, what do you got? What do you, how do you do it? Oh man. Yeah. T- that's tough. Um, I think I remember like the first time, like I cut fingernails, it was not fun. Um, I think like, well, the best thing that like we found is like doing it in the car seat. Um, Mm. real quick. Um, Savannah's like really into like stuffed animals. We'd give a stuffed animal and cut them in the car seat. Give the stuffed animal and then cut the nails. Yeah. Car seat's a good idea. Usually usually, like once in a blue moon, she'll be passed out in the car seat when she comes back from the babysitters. And I'm like, get the, get the nail clipper right now. Like we go, now. like I got, I got three nails before she wakes up. It's like the, the bomb scene in the movies. It's like, <laughs> no time. You know? yeah. um, T minus two minutes to wake yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right, here we go. Final four questions. We ask every guest. Um, I'm very excited. Cause we, it's been a while since we've asked these. It, it occurs is. to me, yeah. you know, um, so if TBP were a fictional character or celebrity, who would it be and why? Man, that's such a challenging question. I think, um, have you seen the show um, New Amsterdam? It's like a medical show. No, I have I not. Know, I think I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it now. So it's basically like the idea is this um, guy like inherits this sort of hospital that's like maybe underfunded and has some needs and like he really him and his like team like just really kind of um maybe don't always do things the traditional way but like really always put the patients first and are just really passionate um about their work and so i think you know the first time like i saw that show i was like oh you know like if there was a show about education i kind of think this reminds me of like tbp because i think like one thing i just like really love and like respect about TBP is that I think everyone truly is like passionate and committed to the work and like really puts the kids first. And so I would say like Max Goodwin from New Amsterdam. And if you haven't seen the show, I think it's a, a great show to watch. What's it, what's it on Hulu or Netflix or? Oh, I can't think of the network. Maybe NBC. I think it's on NBC. Yeah. yeah. It okay. comes on right on after this is us. Then definitely NBC. Yeah. So it'll be on Peacock that you heard about that new streaming app. Um, yeah, I've already watched season one and two of AP Bio on Peacock. Are you not streaming Peacock, buddy? <laughs> no, no, I'm not streaming <laughs> Peacock. I, I um, work for Peacock now. It's plug. It's okay. Commission. <laughs> and our listeners can get their first three months of Peacock free with the promo code. Promo Bolt. code, Mr. Trey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. So New Amsterdam, because because they care about the kids, and it may be a little bit different 
but they get results. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they just really like care about like their patients and put the patients first, just like how TBP really cares about the kids and puts the kids first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question. You, you take it, Mr. Trey. Yeah, for sure. So this is one of my favorites. If you had one thing that you could uninvent and do away with, what would it be and why? Yeah, I think that was a hard question too. I think um, like right now in this moment of time, I think it would be social media. I think um, it has a lot of like benefits and great size, but I think these days there's just like a lot of um, negativity. And I think as a mom, I think just social media kind of terrifies me as my <laughs> child gets older. No, sure. why'd you have to scare me like that? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Oh. You thought toenails were terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait for the retweets. <laughs> no, it'll be like the re-holograms by the time she's a teenager. That's true. Yeah, who sure. knows where technology will even be. Yeah. Um, although I was promised flying cars by, by 2015 by Marty McFly and Doc Brown, and I have been sorely disappointed. We're a little so, behind, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, social media for sure. And yeah, like you said, there's just so much negativity out there and... And in a way, like it's not very social either. It's just very isolating, mm-hmm. you know. Um, all right, this is this is. I'm going to ask this next question because I really like it. So, <laughs> aliens are invading the Earth. What? Everyone's got to evacuate. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This is a breaking oh, this news. Is the question. Sorry, yeah. this is the question. Got it. Yeah. Um, humans got to go pack up. We're like we're heading out to New Earth. We're getting in our space shuttles. Like, see you later. Um, you get to take three albums with you that are going to be part of new earth um so what three albums are you going to take so i think my first one as a 90s kid i don't think any world could live or survive without boy bands and <laughs> in the backstreet boys versus in sync debate i will always land on sync i will fight that forever yes, yes so that's the right answer my first album is going to be in sync no strings attached or the original the NSYNC original in sync mm. oh, tearing up my heart yes mm. yes <laughs> drive myself um, crazy yes uh-huh. what's the is it here we go is that the yes 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 here we go that one yes yeah, it's on there okay that's a solid solid album choice <laughs> and um yeah, I, so I, mean, I just can't imagine any any world, any universe not knowing the magic of '90s boy bands. Sure. Um, and then I think my next one would be. This is kind of these next two really. I couldn't pick an album. This is just going to be kind of like greatest hits. Um, I would say like the next one would be um, the Beatles. Just anything Beatles related. I also just like I think they've been so influential in music. I can't imagine. Um, anyone not knowing that magic. And then the third one would be um, Beyonce. All, all albums, greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you do have like, like each, each of those artists, both the Beatles and Beyonce, like defined a generation. And, you know, so yeah, great choices. What were you going to say, Trey? You're, you're thinking, you've got some Beyonce thoughts in your head. I can see them. Well, no, I, first of all, yeah, I mean, she's great. Um, I was just thinking, but you know, destiny's child to like, now it's such a, like a personality not personality change, but just like an image change and everything. She's just come so far and everything. It's like, what a, what a great, uh, what a great answer. And Beatles one album. That's my recommendation. 
That's what best. I was thinking. It's yeah, just Beatles called one, like the one, number one. Right. All their number their, one hits. The number like, one hits. Yeah. It's like yeah. forty songs on the thing. Yeah. Um, I uh, was playing this game with um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it involved me looking up the the song that was the Billboard number one the year I graduated from high school, and it was uh, "Irreplaceable" by Beyonce. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, about the boy bands. My wife's answer to, the, answer to this question. She always takes a now five. <laughs> Because it's got a Backstreet Boys song, an InSync song, and a 98 Degrees song. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. All right. And uh, well, you want to ask the last question, Mr. Trey? Sure. Well, this this last one's just: Do you have any any general life advice? Uh, doesn't have to be education related, but just something to uh, share with the the listeners. I think just a reminder that you know everyone has their own story and everyone's going through their own things, um, especially in these times, but not just in these times always. And just to, you know, like when interacting with others, just remember um, that you really don't know what's what's happening um, in their life. That's excellent advice, for yeah. sure. Especially this time of year and, and with everything that's going on in the world, you know, just everyone's got their own struggles and everyone's got their own successes and theirs may look different than yours and... All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you coming on and very excited to, to talk with you. Um, and, uh, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ms. Awesome. Armio. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Bolt Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Bolt Pod for episode updates or reach out to us at thebolt at trinitybasin.net. As always, do more, expect more, and be more. Have you heard from Ms. Harmio? No, not since the last email. I mean, I assume she realized that we postponed because we never recorded anything, but she, <laughs> no, didn't she was just sitting on the Zoom by herself. <laughs> she, she, yeah, we should have her send her send us the audio file. Maybe she's got some great stuff. <laughs>